This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Do you drive a vehicle? Then you'll find AutoCorrect helpful, especially on Coach Charlie's Tip of the Week. Listen to our podcast with me, Coach Charlie Melton, on any podcasting platform or on the MPB Public Media app. From MPB Think Radio, this is Next Stop Mississippi. I'm Jermaine Flood, along with my traveling partners, Java Chapman and Kamel King, Tourism Development Bureau Manager with Visit Mississippi. We're your number one on-air source covering the people, places, and events that make the state great. Today, we're starting off with a stop in Clarksdale at the 8th Annual Cruising the Crossroads Car and Truck Show, Saturday, October 28th at the Delta Blues Museum. Then we'll cut a corner to Jackson State University's 50th anniversary of the Phyllis Wheatley Poetry Festival, November the 1st through the 4th, before a final stop in Gulfport for the 9th annual Harrison County Campus Fall Festival, Monday, October 30th at Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College. Plus, we'll check out what else is happening around your neck of the woods. Before we hit the road, let me welcome my traveling partners, Java Chapman and Kamel King, back to the show. Cello. Oh, come on, Kamel. Okay. Cello. There it is. Turn his volume down, we've John. Been miss, we've been missing the, on, the, the volume. Ah, it's, come on it's been now. Rather, it's been ri- rather quiet in the studio. Let me mix it up then. <laughs> come on now. Yeah, what you been up to, man? You over here looking like you are an addition of 3LW, to 3LW straight from Ghana. No, no. <laughs> she got the groove back. Yeah, <laughs> she was singing Someone, and everything. I know it. I I know it. Thank you, Kamel. Yes, you looking wonderful. Thanks, thanks. You as well in your in your um your uh, beach attire shirt. I love it. Uh, uh, you know, I'm still on vacation in my mind. So where have you been? Uh, I went to Cancun. Oh, okay. Yeah. He just Talk rode, he rode around it. the corner. Talk yeah. about it. Yeah, there go ahead. Went, went and chilled out. Java said, "Talk about it." <laughs> and all adults, uh, you know, re- resort. What? Oh, or, may, or maybe don't talk about it. Oh, maybe don't. <laughs> what happens in Cancun stays in Cancun. That's what. happens. Happens. Cello. <laughs> uh, well, Java, let's talk about our boring time when we were well, in Cancun. Know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to get the uh, the Halloween costumes ready for oh, this yeah. weekend. Oh, boy. And, you know, it's kind of interesting with ho- uh, Halloween being on a Tuesday, so everybody's going to be out and about this weekend. Different events. This is some, yeah. some stuff Monday, Tuesday, but you know that's where my life is right now. Right. I know that's right. <laughs> right. Uh, so, what are the preferred costumes oh, that they, have been requested? We're going to be the the whole spider spider-man family oh so nice. you know y'all would take plenty of pictures That's spider-man so across the spider-verse um so you know we have miles morales we got spider gwen um if you haven't seen the movie there's a spider who's like a she's called spider bite where she lives in the internet okay and then um we have uh so everybody agreed yeah, everybody agreed. Okay, it was it was easy. I was surprised. You sold it, or who sold it? Well, I mean, I I do watch that movie often at okay. the house. Okay, Daddy sold it. <laughs> Daddy sold the costume theme for this year. He sold it for this year. That's pretty cool. What about you? For a costume? Yeah. So Tuesday, we're actually doing something here at MPB, and I will be dressed as Annie. Wow. Oh, I thought you was going to keep it a secret. No, I'll be the Quilvangine Wallace version. Who is that? That's the new Annie. 
That's the one where <laughs> where Jamie Foxx played Daddy Warbucks. Oh, okay, yeah. That Annie. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'll be I'll be the Quvangine Wallace Annie. Wow. So yeah, I have the whole Annie dress and everything. Oh wow! The red dress and all. It looks just like it. So I'm super excited about you got, that. You ready? You ready for your big number? Yes, and I will be coming in um, to music. Oh, ah, you gonna have your Bluetooth speaker going and everything. So I've already been booked as the DJ, so I will be playing and oh, possibly starting my own music. I love it. And then there's a whole performance that goes along. You are with going it. to sashay somewhat into the party. Somewhat. Okay. I don't know if anybody's listening. Don't copy off of me. I know, right? Don't you copy off of me? Okay, look. So here's I'm going to get into one. What's happening around your your neck of the woods before we get into our first stop of the day. So here's a cute what's happening, and it hits close to home for me. So it's the third annual Hearses, Hot Rods, and Harley's Trunk or Treat. Now, you know we went to Cruising the Coast. Yeah. I'm on autocorrect with Coach Charlie Melton, so I'm all into cars yeah. right now. But this includes Hearses. Hearses. As well. This is going to be happening Saturday, October 28th, 8 a.m. until 3 p.m. at Baldwin Lee Funeral Home in Pearl. Now, it's the third annual event benefiting the Center for Violence Prevention. That will be happening 8 a.m. until 3 p.m. It's going to be awesome cars, trucks, bikes, tasty food, cool music, and a raffle for prizes. So why I'm so connected to this Mm. is my father was a funeral home director Mm. and he owned two funeral homes. Mm -hmm. And daddy used to come and pick me up in the hearse from school. Did you love that? From time to time. Not the hearse, but sometimes he would drive the limo. limo. And he would Ooh. come pick me up from school. You were really like coming to America. In the limo, yeah. So my dad was all about hearses. And I had to literally be picked up from school in a hearse from time to time. I sat in the front, of course, because there's only the bench seat in the front. That's right. So, yeah. That's what's up. Yeah, yeah. My dad was a oh, mortician man. from the time I was born. Wow. Yes, he was. So, yeah, that was our thing. But, yeah, they'll have trophies awarded at 2 p.m., followed by a raffle prize drawing, and all show participants are encouraged to decorate their vehicles, dress in a costume, and give away candy. That, again, is going to be at Baldwin Lee Funeral Home in Pearl, Mississippi, tomorrow, Saturday, October 28th, 8 a.m. until 3 p.m. Bring your hearses out. If you got them, drop Hersen the hearses. on over there. Well, you know, they've got old school hearses, yeah. the hearses that are pulled by horses, the glass ones. Yeah. Um, uh, Like from Imitation of Life. I don't know if you've ever seen that old movie from the, uh, there was like 50s, 40s version of that movie, but they had the glass hearse. Right, or the Biggie Smalls funeral. Oh, he was in a glass yeah. purse, yeah, with mm-hmm. gold trim mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yep, yep. So there's so many different varieties of, mm. of hearses that you can And then they got people at. who've renovated them into like lowriders almost, right? I have not seen some I've of seen those. I've seen that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. We're into cars. Hearses. That's what we're doing. And then now on the line with us to tell us about the 8th Annual Cruising the Crossroads Car and Truck Show as a great transition from hearses, Saturday, October 28th at the Delta Blues Museum is organizer, um, Shannon Dixon. That's going to be in Clarksdale, Mississippi. Shannon, welcome to Next Stop, Mississippi. Hey, how you guys doing this morning? Doing good, sir. Doing good. Excited about the 8th Annual Cruising the Crossroads Car and Truck Show. How excited are you? Uh, I'm, I'm just kind of uh, nervous with the weather and all, but okay. I, think, I think it's going to be okay. I mean, we got like a 20% chance of rain but you know i'm I always get excited this time of the week because every day leading up to this weekend we always got stuff going on trying to get 
our ducks in a row to get ready for the people coming into town. Uh, every year, we seem to draw new people in. Uh, got some people coming in from y'all's neck of the woods, uh, Louisiana, Missouri, uh, all over. I mean, yeah. uh, North Tennessee. Uh, but anyway, so a lot of these people coming here, they've never been to Clarksdale before. Uh, most people traditionally come here for the blues festivals. And back in 2016, I was like, you know, I'd like to do something different. I think we have more to offer than just, you know, blues festivals. Mm-hmm. So I thought, you know, why not have a car show? It'll, it'll bring people here that's never been here before. Mm-hmm. And we also do a cruise in during Jeep Joint Festival, which is in April. And that's kind of a way to kick off getting people here, getting them interested in the music scene and all that. But, uh, of course, you know, most people know some of the history of our town. You know, being, we call it the true birthplace of rock and roll and the blues because the first rock and roll song was Rocket 88, which was mm-hmm. written and re- rehearsed here by Ike Turner. That's right. Mm. All right. So we got that cool history. And of course, you know, the legend of Robert Johnson selling the soul and making a deal with the devil at the crossroads and a home of Muddy Waters and Johnny Lee Hooker and many more. Sam Cooke. I mean, we'd go on and on. I know, I know. You know who gets just as excited to Shannon? Roger Stoll. Roger makes yes. sure that he knows. Roger. He makes sure that he is excited about it. And at the same time of the eighth annual Cruising the Crossroads Car and Truck Show, tell me a little bit. Do you know a little bit about the Hambone Festival that's happening too? Uh, yes, ma'am. So Stan Street puts on the Hambone Festival. It's kind of like his uh, big birthday bash he puts on every year. And it, it's really grown a lot over the years, and we just so happen to fall on the same weekend, which works out for both of us because his people are in town, my people's in town, so we kind of get together. And matter of fact, his band, they'll be opening up, at, playing at 10 a.m. tomorrow morning. They'll be like an opening act. And then we got another band called Rustin Haven that'll be coming in to play at 11. They're out of Memphis. They kind of play a mixture of, I'd say, Southern-style rock, rockabilly a little bit of blues uh some country we just try to mix it up for everybody yeah 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 well first of all shannon don't worry about 20 percent uh, rain that is just <laughs> a little overcast that's just enough that's to, a mist yeah that's just enough to sprinkle on uh new washes and make people mad <laughs> so you well, you what it yeah, with it being in the 80s, I think that'd be great having some clouds. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I want to commend you guys because uh, you're right. Clarksdale is certainly rich with blues uh, uh, festivals and things of that nature. You know, uh, they've worked hard in the city uh, to, for it to be blues 365 days somewhere there. So what's awesome is you're bringing and you have brought for the last seven uh, years and now eight years a new dynamic to downtown Clarksdale where there's plenty of parking, but then those mm-hmm. people there have something built in already to do when that's all over with. Oh, yeah. That's why we like to have it in front of the Delta Blues Museum. Uh, it kind of puts people at their front door. You know, a lot of shows we go to, you kind of, people get there at 8 o'clock in the morning. It's usually last at 2 o'clock, and they got background music. But we like to have bands, try to keep people entertained. They can go check out the museum. They got plenty of mom and pop restaurants they could walk to, shops. We'll have arts and crafts vendors, and we'll have plenty of carnival-style food vendors there. And so it's it's family-oriented. I mean, everybody can come out and have a good time. 
That's awesome. I mm-hmm. love that. Now, when it comes down to the People's Choice Awards, talk a little bit about that, Shannon. Okay, so I'm not not putting down other shows, but most car shows. <laughs> yes, you are, Shannon. That's it. <laughs> yes, you are. Okay, so so most car shows they let the they let the people who enter the car show be judges. Mm. I, I, you know, so the way I do it, I kind of hand select people to make sure they have no ties with anybody who's entering the car show. We, we're going to have a top 20 people's choice. So we'll give people a sheet that we feel like would be honest, and they'll go around and pick their favorite cars and trucks. And at the end of the day, we'll have a people's choice car and truck. Now, that winner gets a cool plaque that I custom built. They'll get a, a American flag-themed electric guitar. And they'll also Come have on their, now. Yeah, their car will be featured on next year t-shirts come on like this, yeah this year's t-shirts features last year's winner and i see my so, favorite car on this one is it the bronco that's included is that a bronco that red vehicle that's a 72 chevrolet blazer oh about to say other. get it yeah, right it's about to say <laughs> yeah and the other vehicle is a uh 75 grand torino oh man. okay that's it's orange yeah, yeah. Yeah, And that's what I was going to ask you, Shannon. You know, uh, different car shows kind of end up whether they try to uh, do it from the beginning and brand the theme of the car show, whether it be European or old school or whatnot. Are they end up kind of developing into a certain style of, uh, of car and truck show? What would you say your car and truck show has developed into? Is it more old schools, new schools, uh, combinations, mm. you know, what? Uh, uh, what does it usually end up being? Okay, so in my opinion, I know some of these shows like Cruising the Coast, they have a, a year cutoff like at 89. So anything 89 and older, it can be in their show. Well, I kind of like to sympathize with the, the people that maybe they're not into the old cars. Maybe they're into the new stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I love all cars, trucks, makes and models. So we call it an open car show. So it can be anything with wheels and a motor. Mm. Uh, our first year, we had a guy bring a jet boat, and he wow. <laughs> he backed it in there. Yeah, he backed it in there. We hooked, we hooked water to it. He would crank it up, and, uh, you know, it's just – I just feel like everybody, you know, has their own taste, and I, I really like to encourage the younger generation because I'm scared that when these older guys die off, you know, where are we going to be at at that point in mm-hmm. history? I mean, are, they, are, they, are the old cars just going to fade away? You know, that's what I'm kind of worried about. But I think if you leave it open, you're going to get, you know, different genres of people to come in there and different kind of cars. And, you know, I think it's, it should be all vehicles allowed. Yeah, yeah. you're right, Shannon, because these, these young kids don't know anything other than Dodge mm-hmm. Scat Packs and Hellcats. Well, that's tes- Teslas. Yeah, and Teslas. <laughs> you said in <Yeah>. Teslas? Teslas. <laughs> that's it. Right. And, and they wouldn't know how to even change their oil. Right. I don't know how to change the oil in a Tesla. Well, yeah, who, yeah, who does uh, other than a Tesla technician? I know it. I know it. <laughs> God, now, Shannon, tell me about the entertainment. There's music by Rust Haven that's going to be performing. All right, they're, they're called Rustin Haven. It's the guy's oh. last name. His name is Joel Rustin Haven. They're out of Memphis. Okay. Uh, they, they're pretty known for around here playing a lot of private parties, weddings, and that kind of thing. And they, they've been, they played opening acts up there at the Memphis Grizzly games, like in between entertainment. My, my plans are by my 10th annual show, this is our 8th annual show. So I'm hoping by then, 
we can just have a full day of music. You know, mix it all up with the blues, the rock, country. You know, I love all kind of music. Yeah, I love it. I love that. Now, when it comes down to the community coming together, how do, how have they come together these past eight Cruising the Crossroads uh, car show? We get a lot of local support. I mean, like I said, it being something you can take the kids to. I mean, you know, everybody's car people, they just don't know it. Like, I mean, I'll ask somebody, are, are you in the cars? No, but I drive a brand new Mercedes. I'm like, well, if you wasn't in the cars, you'd just drive anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So every, everybody everybody has their own taste of vehicles. And, and most guys, like I'm 50 years old, we tend to want to buy that car. We couldn't afford or have when we were 15, 16 years old. Yeah, yeah. Now, what are you into? What what kind of cars have you had and, and, that, and do you have? And, and when Man, did you get I, into cars? I, yeah, well, as a young kid, you know, my first car was a 1979 Datsun B210 hatchback. Ooh, a Datsun. Yeah. That was yeah. smooth. It was. It, was, it had the two, it was two doors, right? Yeah, and it was Doodoo Brown. Oh, Doodoo Brown yeah. Datsun. My partner yeah. had one of those. And, and listen, Shannon, not to interrupt you, we used to roll around. This was his first car. <laughs> it would back up the gas fumes in the car. And by the time we got to wherever we going, we smelled like a full gas station. Was yours the same, Shannon? Ma'am? Was yours the sh- was yours the same? Did you smell like gas? <laughs> uh, maybe because of my friends being in the car. But, uh, <laughs> I love it. I love but like, it. But like I said, when I got older, I was in the Corvette. So the first chance I got when I was in my 20s, I bought a $3,500 Corvette, and it was a 77 Stingray. You know, I, was, I thought I was really somebody. You and were. Then, then when I got, I got older and got up in age, and I had a few other old vets. But, you know, back in 17, I asked my wife, I said, uh, you know, I've always wanted a new Corvette. I've never been able to have one. And. We went toured the uh, factory and the museum in Bowling Green, Kentucky, and that year I was able to purchase one. And you know that's that's like winning the lottery. Yes, be able to get your dream car off the showroom floor. But since then, she's gone. She went on the greener pastures, and uh, I got a military Humvee that I bought. You know, nothing special, but I, I like wow. having something different. I like different. how he said nothing special. Nothing special, and I can only roll over cars. Here I sit. That's it. That's it. And God bless you, you know, uh, on your loss, Shannon. Yeah, that that long story. But anyway, yeah, uh, there, there'll be others. Shannon. But he's a smart man, though. He said, I asked my wife. Right. And then then the Corvette right, came, came after in. that versus. Came in. Yeah. Shannon, I could have you on at any time. You know that. I love Shannon Dixon now. <laughs> yeah, I heard, I heard good stories about you. I talked with uh, Sadie at Ground Zero the other day, and they, they love you. Yes, sir. Ooh, we, don't listen. we love y'all. <laughs> and they know that Clarksdale is now my second home. Oh. Oh, so yeah. that's that's my that's my heart now. Again, this is the eighth annual Cruising the Crossroads Car and Truck Show Saturday, October twenty eighth at the Delta Blues Museum in Clarksdale. You need to be there. What time do they need to get there, Shannon? Well, here here's something else we do. The first fifty entries get a free event T shirt and a goodie bag. Now, the, the registration starts at 9 a.m., but if somebody gets there and gets in line, say, at 8 a.m., okay. we can go in and hand them their registration card. That way they kind of lock and secure that deal. And then then when the registration opens, you know, they can go in and get their stuff and shirt and all that, and we'll find them a parking spot. 
Okay. And okay. like I said, we'll have music throughout the day, and we'll uh, give out door prizes throughout the day. And at the end of the day, around 2 o'clock, we'll announce all the winners. We do a 50-50 raffle drawing. We, we give half the proceeds to the care station, which is located right there. They feed homeless people. They don't turn anybody down. They kind of meals on wheels. They deliver meals to families in need. And we like to try to help those guys out when we can. That's awesome. Where can they get more information about it? Uh, you can follow us on Facebook at Cruising the Crossroads Car and Truck Show. Now, cruising is spelled C-R-U-Z-N. Yeah. All right. So they can find us there. Uh, they can contact me at 662-902-4181. They can text, call. Um, you can check out visitclarksdale.com on lodging and restaurants and that kind of stuff. Okay. Shout out to Bubba O'Keefe. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, those guys are a big help. I definitely like to give a thanks to Visit Clarksdale because they, they help us out tremendously. And we got a lot of other sponsors, but Sonic's one of our big sponsors. We appreciate Greg Malatesta and those guys. That's awesome. Again, Shannon, thank you so much for joining us today and letting us know more about the 8th Annual Cruising the Crossroads Car and Truck Show. Yeah, y'all come see us one year. Like I said, it's it's, a, it's something different. We will. We will. You're listening to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jermaine Flood and with my traveling partners, Java Chapman and Kamel King, the yeah. Cancun King man. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Uh-oh, I like that. The Cancun King, King man. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> the Cancun King man. I'm going to get him to tell me something about it after we get off air since he wanted I to leave it to not. since he wanted to leave it to one sentence. <laughs> what stays in what happens in Cancun stays right, in Right, what happens stays until Jermaine pries it out of you. Boom. Um okay, so here's what else is happening around your neck of the woods. The 2023 Bank Plus Red Bean and barbecue festival. I know that's right. Ooh, Last year together. we did red beans and rice. Uh-huh. This year they've changed it around and they made it the red beans and barbecue festival. Yeah, forget the rice. Bring the the, the barbecue. Swap the rice for the barbecue. I'm with that. I love it. Swap it Who for needs the barbecue. Rice? So they say it's back this year with that twist added. And this year teams will not only be serving up delicious red beans and rice, but they now have the option to participate in another category that Mississippians of course know best and Jermaine tries her hand at. Barbecue. Oh, barbecue. I love you. (laughs) Oh, barbecue. You were like, huh? (laughs) So they're telling you, mark your calendars for Saturday, October 28th at the Bellhaven Town Center, 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. for this festival. It's a family-friendly festival where neighbors come to enjoy food prepared by local businesses, restaurants, and congregations in their community who are competing for the coveted title of Best Beans and Best Barbecue Mm. in town. Yeah. Just put a layer of brisket and put red beans on top. Right. No need for, you know, rice. Right. Well, I want to introduce one, our guest that's sitting in the in the studio with us. Dr. This is my man right here. Dr. Robert Luckett from Jackson State University's Margaret Walker Alexander Center. Dr. Luckett, one, welcome to Next Stop. And two, which one do you prefer, red beans and rice or barbecue? That's an impossible choice. I know. How uh, dare she? I know, right? Like, can we go with both? Um, I love red beans and rice. That's always been one of my favorites. Uh, and barbecue, it depends on who's making it, I think. Yeah, always. It does. It does depend on can who's making it. Can you barbecue, Dr. Luck? I love to barbecue. Really? I, I got a rib recipe that's special. Oh! What do you cook okay. on? Okay. 
I, I keep all of that secret. Oh, here uh, we go. So what happens when you barbecue stays when you barbecue? <laughs> okay, wait, wait, wait. Okay, gas or charcoal? Oh, definitely charcoal. My yes. man, 50 yes. grand. Okay, there we go. You don't have to say Stop no it. more, Dr. There Lord. you go. You know, I got kids in my house, so sometimes you need gas to get stuff cooked quick. Yeah. But if it's, you're doing ribs right, you can't do gas. And shout out to your daughter. She is so sweet, so smart. Her and my daughter are classmates. Aww. So, yeah, she yeah. is. She's a barber. This yeah. is perfect. This is perfect. Well, they're asking you to join your neighbors for an afternoon of good food, live music, and cold drinks while supporting your favorite Mississippi homegrown charity, Stew Pot. Community Services. Again, Saturday, October 28th, 11 a.m. until 4 p.m., um, 800 Man, Strip, Man Ship Street in Jackson. That's the 2023 Bank Plus Red Beans and Barbecue Festival. If you need more information, you already know, you can go to our events calendar. It's called the SIP Events at mpbonline.org. But again, we have Dr. Luckett in with us. He's the event co-chair and director and professor of the Margaret Walker Alexander Research Center. And on the line with us is Dr. Mary Emma Graham. She's educator, scholar, and author. And they're both here to tell us about Jackson State University's 50th anniversary of the Phyllis Wheatley Poetry Festival happening November the 1st through the 4th. Now, Dr. Graham, welcome to Next Stop Mississippi. Good morning, Mississippi. Jackson, love to see you soon. Oh, yeah. yes, and we can't wait to see you soon as well. I want to know all about your excitement for this event, the 50th anniversary of the Phyllis Wheatley Poetry Festival. I am truly excited. Uh, I was here, the first one in 1973, as somebody who didn't know what, what I wanted to do with my life. So I really owe Jackson and Margaret Walker such an amazing uh, bet for giving me that opportunity. So coming 50 years later to honor the first published writer in African America, Billy mm-hmm. Sweetly. So we're doing that 50 years later. Now, Margaret Walker's not with us, but she gave us that inspiration. Of course, her history is also being honored uh, next, next week as well. But it is an, an opportunity for people to, to learn more about what the center does, but also the history of black writing uh, and I think the fact that it's in at the Margaret Walker Center, the fact that we can do this, and many of the people who were there in 1973, people who were famous then and even more famous now, mm-hmm. uh, it's just an amazing, amazing feat. And so I want to thank uh, Robbie Luckett for, for, and his, his, his center and the wonderful staff for really bringing this together because this is an amazing feat, as you can imagine. I can. Uh, November 1st or 4th. So, but, but for me, it's, it's just a long time coming. Um, I, you know, did the biography of Margaret Walker, and I think for us to remember her at this time is going to be really, really important. We've got to put her back into the conversations that we're having because she led a lot of those conversations way before we started talking about them. Wow. So we need to give her that kind of uh, respect that she, that's long overdue. That's right. That's mm-hmm. right. Dr. Luckett, I want you to speak on Dr. Graham for a minute. And of course, the Margaret Walker Alexander Center. Well, uh, Dr. Graham, I'm so glad to, to hear your voice. Excited to see you next week. Uh, Dr. Graham, from the beginning of, of, of my career at Jackson State, which has now been 15 years, has always been the staunchest supporter of the work that we do at the center at the institute that Margaret founded herself back in 1968. She is the foremost Margaret Walker scholar and the biographer 
biography she published just a, a, a little less than a year ago now uh, of Margaret Walker, mm. The House Where My Soul Lives, is the definitive biography mm. um, of this incredible woman. And look, folks, go out and get a copy. Uh, you know, get a, get an ebook, get an audio book, get the hardcover, get anything that you can get your hands on. Because the legacy that Margaret left us and the way Mary mm-hmm. tells that story. It's unique and it's incredible, and we're very lucky to have Mary Emma in our universe and, and, and in such a huge supporter of the work that we do, and excited to see her back in town next week. Right. That so awesome. she will be featured on this event. Yes, she will. She's one of over 20 featured wow. authors as part of the program next week. This is a thick event. This, this is, is thick. It's thick. He was just saying, you know, before we got on air, up over 720 attendees. This is big. Yeah, this is big. From this around the big. world, we've got people coming and we are so excited uh, about it um, beyond it's just gone beyond our kind of wildest dreams of what it could be dr luckett let me ask you this you know i've seen you throughout the years you're so active uh, i mean you are basically you i mean you are the push over at uh, jackson state at the margaret walker alexander research center but i'd like to know your background what were you doing before you came to jackson state 15 years ago when you came to Jackson State, what were you doing and how did you kind of come into this role? Well, you know, I'm a Mississippian, born and raised, um, and I'd say a lot of folks, probably a significant number of your listeners may know my mother, Jean Luckett, uh, and the role she kind of played in the world of Mississippi and Jackson, uh, running in and around activist circles and doing the work she did in Jackson, which kind of laid the foundation for the, very much laid the foundation for who I am and the work that I do today. But I left Mississippi for for about 15 years, for college, for job, and then for graduate school. And I finished graduate school at the University of Georgia in May of 2009. Jackson State offered me a job July 1st that year. So two months later, I moved back home, and I've been here ever since. We actually, when I was working at Jackson State, I started February of that same year. Wow. That's awesome. We started the same year. Wow. You didn't play play a little ball, Robbie? You look like you you could have played a little ball. (laughs) Well, I I did play uh, play some hoops. That was my, uh, my love. But I pretty quickly came to realize that that was not going to be a career for me. Um, I, I ne- never quite good enough, but it, uh, you know, it helped uh, certainly give me some some uh, entree and opportunities in my life that I've been grateful for. But I love the work that I get to do through the Margaret Walker Center at Jackson State. It is incredible. It inspires mm. me every day. And I was saying to someone earlier, I have a job that I live. My personal and professional nice. life just is, is so intertwined, and I'm grateful for that. It makes it incredibly rewarding. And what we're doing next week is the single most important intellectual cultural programming I believe I will ever be produced in my career wow. at Jackson State. And I would argue certainly the most important since 1973 when Margaret Walker hosted the original convening um, at Jackson State. Wow. Awesome. Awesome. Now, Dr. Graham, I want to talk about your career and where your passion mm-hmm. for writing and being an author and a poet all came from. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it started early. Um, I was one of those people born and raised in the South. I'm, I'm adopted Mississippian, I'd like to think, because I did start my career at Ole Miss uh, years ago, and two of my children were born in Mississippi. So I feel pretty close to mm-hmm. Mississippi. Yes, ma'am. But, one of the, but I had met Walker uh, earlier and before I took a job at Ole Miss. I mean, similarly, you, you graduate, you know, you, you need to start your career, and Ole Miss uh, offered me a job for my husband and me. Uh, there he was in African American Studies, I was in the Department of English, you know, brought two young kids, you know, literally babies with us. 
And so for me, uh, meeting Margaret Walker and having an opportunity to work with her uh, was the first thing on my agenda. Mm. So I'd say that if there was anybody who had a major shape on my career, mm. uh, and of course she was, you know, retiring, had retired at that time. Mm. And so in a sense, it was the latter part of her career and the earlier part of my career. So that meshing of, of my, you know, coming into a certain consciousness and her having this amazing career that I knew about and a lot of people knew about, but I thought... Over and more so today than ever before, too many people did not know mm. the, the, the person that she was, the impact that she had, and the work of the Margaret Walker Center uh, that had already you know, established itself. Again, one of the things was this festival that she did in 1973. Now, you think about something like that, a person doing that kind of work and bringing people to Mississippi from everywhere at a time when Mississippi was not the state that people wanted to come to. Mm. And yet Walker could get people to come. And they, of course, found a place that was not what they thought it was. And she put Mississippi on the map in many, many ways. We're going to talk about lots of other people who've had a major contribution in that. But for Walker, it was really a place to show what we know, what we didn't know. It gave her a home when she came there in 49. So that was her career. So, my job has been, for a good part of my career, uh, you know, I work in the history of black writing, so I'm sort of a literary detective. Mm. I, mean, I, I seek stuff out, and, you know, I literally go underground. I talk to people who know things. I go places where books are discovered, and nobody wants, knows what they are. So I do that kind of work. But writing the Walker biography was an opportunity to reinsert somebody into a larger conversation about not just U.S. culture, Mississippi culture, world culture. Walker mm -hmm. was a, uh, a public statesman without that title. Right. And she was well-educated. She read everything. She could comment on the politics, and she did, often to many people's dismay, uh, on the nation, you know, as and, and of course, much of that stuff is not published. So the book is already too big as it is, and I couldn't put everything in. Uh, hopefully, I'll, we'll have another chance to get her voice out there. But this is one of the ways in which she made her impact with the public programs, doing what we call, you know, uh, the, the public humanities, giving everybody, putting people in conversation with each other and bringing people to Mississippi who would ordinarily not come there. Mm -hmm. And Walker would call and people, it was like, come and you would come, mm. you know, and we're talking pre-social media. Right. You know, uh, the poets of the day, the writers, because it was her generation. Right. You know, she's after Langston Hughes. And, of course, she knew him, but she was a famous writer of her time, the yeah. most famous writer. Everybody knew her poetry. You would win poetry contests reciting for my people. That certainly was the case for everybody I knew in my era. So for me to really give her story, to bring it to, into a shining light, was was that was important. That's I great. learned much from her, and I spent those years in Mississippi and up and down the road uh, all the time uh, in her home. And so my kids got to know her grandkids. So I felt like this was part of my calling and it couldn't be a better one. Awesome. And I love how full circle it is yes. from Margaret Walker Alexander to Dr. Luckett and then to you, Dr. Graham. It's so full circle and I love it. Now, Dr. Luckett, tell me, tell everybody about what they can expect from the event and who all kind of is on the on you don't have to name all 20 but who all's on the lineup yeah sure so from the 1973 <laughs> festival there are 10 
living original participants. Mm. Seven of those are participating in the festival. That is okay. awesome. Um, and they're names that you will recognize. Uh, Alice Walker uh, is coming, and we'll be here oh, next week. That's awesome. Color Purple. Wow. Um, it's that's big. Uh, big. <laughs> Alice who? Yeah. Oh, whoa. Right. Um, she'll be here. Um, we've got <laughs> women like Charlene Hunter-Galt, the incredible journalist and who also integrated the University of Georgia, Paula mm. Giddings. We mm-hmm. have all these incredible women returning. But they're going to be featured in conversation with another generation of incredible black women writers, including uh, Mississippi's own Jasmine Ward, whose new book just dropped, Let Us Descend. Um, Amani Perry, who won a National Book Award last year. Nicole Hannah-Jones from the 1619 Project. Mm. We have the most incredible lineup celebrating the legacy of Phyllis Wheatley, Margaret Walker, and black women's literary contributions. Dr. Graham, of course. We also have the chairwomen of the National Endowment for the Humanities and the National Endowment for the Arts are going to be here participating. Right. Like I said, we've got over um, 720 registered participants over two days. Um, Most of the festival will be held at uh, the Jackson Convention Complex. Much of it is sold out. Two events in particular I would highlight. One Thursday night next week at 6 p.m. on the Jackson State campus, Nicole Hannah-Jones, okay. in conversation with Eve Ewing and Dr. Dana Williams, who's dean of the graduate school at Howard. That's going to be on the plaza. Come join us. Be out there. Be part of this moment um, with Nicole Hannah-Jones. And then Friday night, also free and open to the public in the JSU Student Center Theater. Dr. Graham will be in conversation with the chairwomen of NEH and NEA. Also at 6 o'clock on Friday night. You don't need tickets to those events to come. Just come and and be there. Uh, But it's going to be two days of really remarkable intellectual and cultural conversations. We also have 24 concurrent sessions with over 90 presenters from around the world presenting original research and scholarship as well as poetry and and creative writing. It is going to be really full of just the most overwhelming and and, uh, incredible kind of intellectual and cultural contributions. So we're very excited. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Where can Go everybody ahead, get Luckett. I know. And I love Dr. Luckett. He's always invited to the Red Beans and Barbecue Fest. I know, that's right. I'm down. <laughs> um, yeah. and, and are we going to have music, too? We are, are going to have, have some music, too, on Saturday night, right? Yes, we will have music as well. The Mississippi Symphony Orchestra is Ooh, doing a special wow. concert as part of their Bravo series. Give them a plug. This has got to be Get your too. tickets. Whoa. American Constellation. <laughs> Um, celebrating Margaret Walker's poetry, the incredible Randy Klein, a pianist and composer from New York City with the Broadway vocalist Aurelia Williams will be performing with the Mississippi Symphony Orchestra as well as the JSU and Tougaloo Chorales. That's on Saturday night, a week from, from, from this Saturday. So make sure you got your tickets and come to that too. Make sure God, you do. the cultural mashup. I know, I know. Wow. For more information, Dr. Luckett, where can everyone go? They go to our website, which is the Jackson State homepage, www.jsums.edu slash Phyllis Wheatley. Phyllis is spelled with two I's. P-H-I-L-L-I-S W-H-E-A-T-L-E-Y J-S-U-M-S.edu slash Phyllis Wheatley. And then Dr. Graham, where can everybody go to get more information about you and your works? Oh, I do have a website, you know, GrahamWorks.com. And so, uh, but Mariama Graham at University of Kansas is where I still work. Um, But I just look forward to talking to people in settings and bookstores and in libraries. Those are where I feel most comfortable. But I'm really excited to meet 
those 700 plus people next week in Jackson. Awesome. But, um, I am, I'm not hidden from the world. Trust me. I like to be out there among the people. So I'm looking forward to this opportunity to be, be back in Jackson again for a little bit of an extended period of time. Right. But thank yeah. you for asking. No, you're welcome. I've been to the website. It's a beautiful website. But Dr. Luckett and Dr. Graham, thank you so much for joining us and telling us all about Jackson State University's 50th anniversary of the Phyllis Wheatley Poetry Festival. And you November. take her to eat at some great places, Dr. Luckett. We appreciate it. to the right places, Dr. Luckett. You got it. You're right. (laughs) You're listening to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jermaine Flood in with my traveling partner, Kamel King with Visit Mississippi. Java Chapman with MPB had to step out, but Abram Nanny is now in the studio. Was that Abram that was trying to boo scare everybody? What was that, Abram? What was that? That's just what we, that's just the little imaging we got right now. Oh, for Halloween. Yeah, that wasn't even me. That's just what we got. That's adorable. I'm going to need y'all to kill that one. It scared me. (laughs) It did exactly what it was supposed to do. Okay, let's get into what else is happening around your neck of the woods. The 6th Annual Witch's Ride of Ocean Springs. Saturday, October 28th, tomorrow, 4.30 p.m. until 7.30 p.m. in downtown Ocean Springs. This is the Madame Magique's Cirque du Curiosities. And if you don't know about the Witch's Ride, do you love animals? And if you love a good time, this event is for you. So you can join them Saturday. Why are you looking like that, Kamel? October 28th <laughs> for the 6th Annual Witch's Ride of Ocean Springs through downtown Ocean Springs. Witches and warlocks are encouraged to dress in their witchiest wardrobes, and they invite everyone to take inspiration from this year's theme if they want. They'll parade through the downtown streets of Ocean Springs on their broom cycles a.k.a. bikes, spreading good cheer and treats to all those lining the streets. And this year, they'll have flying witches on broom cycles, as well as walking witches for those not wanting to ride on bikes. And they get it. It's tough flying and throwing those treats at the same time. So, if you want more information, make sure you visit our calendar. Kamel will be down there riding on his broom cycle I at the 6th Annual <laughs> Witches Ride of Ocean Springs tomorrow, Saturday, October 28th. In the mighty name of Jesus. 4.30 to 7.30 p.m. You are so silly. And here now to tell us more about the ninth annual Harrison County Campus Fall Festival, Monday, October 30th at Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College in Gulfport is Aaliyah Caldwell, Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College event rep, and Sherry Smith, Director of Communications and Marketing. Aaliyah and Sherry, welcome to Next Stop Mississippi. Thank y'all so much. We're super excited to be here. Oh, thank y'all for coming on. You know, we just came from there. We did um, our our antique antique showcase. Our antique showcase um, at right. 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 And so when I seen this event, I said, oh, yeah, I'm going back down and we're going to get more information about this event. So both of y'all welcome to the show again. Thank you. Thank you so much. We're happy to be here. Tell us all about this event. I, whichever one wants to chime in first, we want to know all about it. Perfect. So I actually work at the Harrison County campus. This is also a two-campus event. So this will happen at the Jackson County campus and the Harrison County campus. Um, but under my umbrella at the Harrison County campus, we will have trunk or treat. We have 25 trunks that will be here in attendance. Um, and this year we're starting something new. We will have food trucks available. So we have about 10 to 11 food trucks from the local community that will be here that day. And we'll have face painting, cupcake walk, a haunted trail, an outdoor movie. It's a lot. And so much more. Y'all have got yes. wow. so much. It is so awesome. How was it planning this event? Was it easy? Was it hard? How are y'all feeling? 
It's definitely an experience. So this is my first year in this position, and I have loved every bit of planning this event. And it's such a good tradition that we hold here at the Harrison County campus, um, and we're super excited to make it bigger and better. That's awesome. That's I've, awesome. I've been to their campus. It is actually very, very impressive. And they've got some really good football over there, too. <laughs> Shout out to you guys, That's head coach. Fun. It's our homecoming this weekend, too. We have our game tomorrow against Pines Community College. But I wanted to chime in a little bit about the fall festival because we are able to do that for Jackson County and Harrison County on both campuses. And it's just great for the community. It gives people a place to go, and they get to come out and trick-or-treat and enjoy a lot of cool things on both campuses. So we're very excited that we do this every single year. It's great. That's awesome. I want to know more about the Cupcake Walk. What is that? You walk with cupcakes. So we actually, no, don't yes. do that, Camille. Oh, okay. <laughs> so we actually do the cupcake walk at both campuses. That happens at the Jackson County campus and the Harrison County campus. Um, so they, the community partners will pay a fee to be in the cupcake walk, and we spin the wheel, and you get um, a total of two chances to win cupcakes or cakes from local bakeries around the community. Oh, it's like musical chairs of like, cupcakes. Don't drop that cupcake. Yeah. That's oh, that's so nice. I want to go to the cupcake walk. I love cupcakes. <laughs> I love that. Come on down. Right, right, right. I want y'all to talk about how the community comes together year after year since this is the ninth annual and how the partners come together year after year to put on this event with you all. Yes, so it's very amazing and it's awesome to see how much our community is willing to um, participate in these events. For the Harrison County and the Jackson County campus, we um, put out a flyer for the community people to be able to participate in the trunk or treat. Um, and like I said, my campus has 25 and about 14 of them are community partners um, that are coming, businesses from banks, bakeries, local churches that are coming to set up for trunk or treat. And it's the same for Jackson County. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's awesome. And then the Haunted it's, Trail. Is the Haunted Trail really haunted? It is. <laughs> Okay. Just get me ready for it. That's all I'm asking. Just get me prepared. (laughs) We're very fortunate, though, um, as our community college has tremendous partnerships within each community. Because, you know, we also have the Perkinson campus, which is in the Wiggins area. And they do not do a fall festival, but they have our Festival of Life. And I want to come talk about that in December or late November. It is our 25th year that we're celebrating, and it is amazing. Tell us the dates. What's what's the dates? You got dates on that? Yeah, it's the Friday. It's December 1st, that Friday night. And so Jackson and Harrison do the Fall Festival, and then this is what Perkinson does in the Wiggins community. And it's just great. So everybody has their little niche for their community, and everybody just loves it. We have a great event. So I'll come back on, and we'll talk about that, too. Yeah, yeah. I love it. I love it. I don't mind having y'all back on. Right. (laughs) Now, what food is out there again? Uh, Well, look. Can I look, Sherry and Aaliyah, let me let me say some of these food truck vendors just because mm. I love the names. They've got a lot of food truck mm. vendors. But the food truck vendors available this year, Smoking 911. Yes. Meatballs yes. Food Truck. Yes. Frankie Face. Yeah, Frankie. Off the Grid Snow Shack. Nice. Creole Soul. Yes. On Like a Fishbone. Oh, yes. And Gotta Love It Wings and Things. I'm there at the wings. Yes. I know. I had to read it like that because right. when I saw all the names, I was like, oh, let me read. Let me read the right. food trucks. <laughs> let me read the food trucks. I love it. So there's going to be an outdoor movie and more. Is, is there any entertainment that's also involved? 
Yes, we'll have music playing and going on throughout, but our main attraction is the um, the movie. And we'll also have classic cars. So we have a scholarship that is grant-funded through here. It's called the Metallica Scholarship. Um, and every year our PTK has to do a project. And last year their project was um, classic cars involvement. Okay. So this year we will be highlighting classic cars also, and we're super excited to keep that tradition going. That's awesome. Well, see, cars are everywhere, Kamel. Cars yeah. at the top of the show, cars <laughs> yeah, at the right. end of the show. Right. They're literally everywhere. Now, when it comes down to Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College's involvement, how um, how have y'all all been getting along over these nine, these nine years, basically? <laughs> it's great. We have a great partnership, like we said, with the community and each other. So it, it goes great. That's awesome. That would have been funny. You'd be like, we really don't get along, but we put, <laughs> we put on the show anyway. Too funny. Well, we have. We have such a great team at all of our campuses, and we have almost, I think, a 1,000 employees as close to with all of the different. We have 10 to 11 locations. We've got a new one at um, Gulf Park at USM. We do classes there now. So we all come together because we all represent Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College. That's awesome. Let everybody know where they can get more information, the time, the address. Where, 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 where can they go? So we have um, Facebook events that are posted on our Mississippi Gulf Coast um, Community College Facebook page, and they are two separate events posted on there. Um, so you're able to find all the information through that. But you could also find that on our website also. That's awesome. That is so awesome. I love it. It's the ninth annual Harrison County Campus Fall Festival, Monday, October 30th, 5 p.m. until 8 p.m. at Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College's Harrison County Campus. That's at 222. I can't get it out. There's a lot of twos. Mm. 226 Switzer Road in Gulfport. All are invited to this, and you need to come out because, of course, there's a whole bunch of things going on. The activities, photo booth, arts and crafts, and then, of course, all those good sound and food trucks that mm. Kamel's mm. going to mm. partake in when he comes. On like a fish bone. On like a fish bone. <laughs> Hold the bones, though, actually. Hold the bones. Look, Aaliyah and Sherry, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. We appreciate it. We appreciate having y'all. Thank thank y'all so much. Well, we've come to the end of another great trip, Kamel. We want to thank everybody for riding Shotgun and thank today's guest, Shannon Dixon, Dr. Robert Luckett, Dr. Mary Emma Graham, Aaliyah Caldwell, and Sherry Smith for joining us. If you'd like to submit an event or find out more information about these and what's happening around your neck of the woods, visit mpbonline.org and click the community tab to view Mississippi events or email events at mpbonline.org. Next Stop Mississippi is a production of MPB Think Radio. For Java Chapman, Abram Nanny, and Kamel King, I'm Jermaine Flood, producer. Join us next Friday at 10 a.m. for another great trip here on Next Stop Mississippi. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.